It's time for two sips of tea. Hello, hello, hello. You are listening to Two Sips of Tea, the podcast of positivity. I am your host, Tamika Tanksley, the midwife for midlife. Ladies, how y'all doing? Y'all good? Well, you sound rested. And let me tell you something else. You really know how to make a girl feel real good. Because I was so delighted to have so many of you share your soul fuel menus with me this past week about the various ways you plan to refuel. So many of you said you were exhausted and you were taking the day off to do you. Others adopted the vocabulary of a two-year-old and started using their favorite word, no. While the rest of you put yourself at the top of the to-do list and refueled with that high-octane self-love and self-care. In fact, I got refueled all over again, just listening. And I also got all warm and fuzzy feeling inside because so many of you enjoyed last week's tea. And the truth is, I couldn't brew it without you. (laughs) So thank you so much. And I appreciate you up the amen corners here with they tambourines. And let me tell you, I was a little nervous because so many of you told me how y'all were getting used to saying no. I was like, well, uh uh-oh, wait a minute. Do that mean me too? So ladies, tell your neighbor, girl, no, not you. (laughs) Not you. Now, today's tea is two sips of destiny. And I know as midlifers, sometimes we can feel like we missed it. And time is running out, especially as women working on the man-made milestones and deadlines that dangle over our heads by society, from education and establishing a successful career to buying a big house with a white picket fence and a handsome husband on the inside and then filling it with babies and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Sounds familiar or is that just a page from my journal? Well, ladies, listen, I assure you, you can't miss what's meant for you. So for the sister who feels like your time has passed, you're too late, you're too old, too much, not enough, you don't have the experience, you're overqualified, if only you could meet the right people, then you could. Whatever story you done sold yourself as a bestseller, hear me when I say you are the author and God is your Holy Ghost writer. So let's change the narrative because you ain't miss it. You have not missed your calling. So just hold the line. Because today I bought one of my favorite people to throw us a lifeline of inspiration. In fact, this person inspired me to stop hiding from my destiny and hit the button as I watched her walk with purpose into her destiny. This lovely lady will help us close out women's history month as a woman who recently made history herself by being the first African-American Pennsylvania state representative for the 185th district. So allow me to share a few sips of her story. Pennsylvania State Representative Regina Young was elected to represent the 185th legislative district in November of 2020. She's a community organizer, former educator, social service worker, certified HIV and grief counselor, as well as a social service worker with the Women's Christian Alliance in Philadelphia. 
State Representative Young founded and served as Executive Director of Empowered Community Development Corporation, an organization that helps establish community programs identified as needed by community members. She's previously worked as the Community and Schools Coordinator for the Mayor's Office of Education for the City of Philadelphia. Representative Young earned a Bachelor of Arts degree in communications from Central Connecticut State University, where she was president of the Black Student Union and a member of the Student Government Association. She also earned a Master's of Arts degree in community development and urban studies from Eastern University. And lastly, she received her honorary doctorate degree in divinity from Hart Bible Institute University. Representative Regina Young is a happily married mother of two amazing children. So, soul sippers, help me welcome Pennsylvania State Representative Regina Young. Yay! Woo-woo! <laughs> Hello, Rep. Young. <laughs> How, you, How you doing? <laughs> I am doing okay. How are you? Oh, I'm doing so wonderful. Love that intro. Thank you. <laughs> hey, anytime you need it, just let me know. I'll be outside. I got a bowl system in the car. We'll hook it on up. And whenever you need it, we'll be right there. There you go. See, anytime you need it, we right there for you. <laughs> so you hold it down Harrisburg? I'm trying. I'm doing the best I can. I'm trying to make sure that um I'm focused on the things that I know to do, things that I would like to do, and how to do it. So it's all about the training manual in Harrisburg. But I think I'm doing okay. Well, I am confident that you're doing okay. So just so you know, my liberties feel safer knowing that you want a job. So I thank you. And speaking of the job, so just shy of 90 days in the new position, How's it going? What's the experience like? Because I think outside looking in, we see it as one thing. But now that you're on the inside, how has it been for you? Well, I will say that Harrisburg is definitely an entirely different machine than what we see at the district level. And so there's a whole lot of people who we meet who might not know enough about our district. So they're interested in that in our district. And that's okay because the Commonwealth is a huge state. And so it's really my responsibility to make sure that they know about my district. And when we are fighting for matters and, um, and legislation that they keep my district in mind when they're casting their vote. So it's really about building relationships, people who probably I would never have known about or systems that I might not have ever known about or even processes. So I will say it's way different than walking outside of your district office door and meeting a neighbor and talking to them because the interest of the people in your community matches yours, the reason why you ran. And the people who are in Harrisburg it might require a lot, a little bit more work in order for them to understand your moves and, and your whys. So it's different, but either way, I'm ready. I know you are ready on day one. You was ready before you even got there. So <laughs> I, 
won't rep young as I have told you privately and now share publicly your victory help me stop pausing on purpose and hit the play button as a woman with a front row seat watching another woman in midlife move through the thought of an idea and make it reality on the strength of is my destiny I remember watching the returns and when the numbers began to turn in your favor I was ecstatic and my first thought was Call those things that aren't as though they are. Because from day one, not 91, not 2001, but day one, I remember you saying, this is my destiny. You stood on that and I was just so moved and empowered that I decided, hey, let me get into action. That's when I told myself, girl, it's time to get to work and believe. And now look at us at a full circle moment with you being one of my very first guests of the Two Sips of Tea podcast that I talked about doing for almost three years. So thank you so much for the nudge in the right direction. I really appreciate that. Listen, if we're not empowering and supporting each other, then we need to question our why, right? So mm-hmm. I'm, all, I'm here for I'm here for anybody who's looking to sharpen their iron and I've sharpened my iron and we can, you know, be sharp together. Amen. Cause iron definitely sharpens iron. So real mm-hmm. quick by way of background. So rep young and I met while she was working as the community and schools coordinator at Tilden middle school and a mutual connection thought I would be good for the same job, but at a different school. And remember now I told y'all people was always trying to get me to work a job. I didn't one, all because they thought I would be good at it. Never mind what I thought, because somehow I done messed around and got all excited about a job I ain't want because it was in my neighborhood that I grew up in. And so now I'm visualizing all the seeds I can plant. But I still plan on planting those seeds. But now I'm going to use my own plow of purpose, if you know what I mean. So I was excited but anxious because after, you know, submitting all the paperwork and calling and trying to follow up I didn't hear from anybody so the person who told me to apply knew Rep Young and said hey give her a call now prior to that call Rep Young didn't know me from Adam or Eve a hill of beans grain of salt or a can of paint but she went hard in the paint for a sister got me a top contact name email address and a call back Now, I still ain't get the job (laughs) because it wasn't my destiny. God had another calling for me, which was the calling he's always had for me, an international call that I finally found the courage to answer. But looking back, I chuckle because the person who connected us said, well, she only helping you in the strength of me. And that kind of put me in my feelings a little bit because I came from an environment where help wasn't based on what you needed, but who you needed to know. But, Rep Young, when I thanked you for helping me, in essence, you said, hey, it's my mission to help people. And if there's a need, then I'm going to help. And that quickly got me out my feelings because I realized that it wasn't on the strength of the person. It wasn't even on the strength of me. It was simply on the strength of God using you for a purpose greater than all of us. And once I got that in my spirit, that's when I showed up with some cupcakes, a thank you note, and a helping hand. And my first volunteer job was helping with the community Thanksgiving dinner that you gave, which was absolutely 
wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. The food was great. The people were great. The music was great. Everything was great. And I did Aww. that because that really touched me. You know, I thought, wow, she don't even know me. Like that kept running through my head. And I think because we're so used to the whole is not what you know, but who you know. And then we witnessed that time and time again. But this time it was different. And that really touched me. And now, consequently, you know, you made me feel so comfortable. I started pouring sips way back then, <laughs> before it was even a podcast. And I shared mm-hmm. my story, and you poured sips of your story. And one of the things you said was, I got a vision for my current position. But if they don't see it, I'm going to resign and run for state representative. And I was like, wow, really? Hmm, okay. And sure enough, they ain't see the vision. You resigned. And the rest, as they say, is history. And let me tell you, it's definitely a page turner. So tell us, how did a young Regina from the projects in Connecticut bloom into Pennsylvania State Representative Regina Young, who entered the Pennsylvania State Capitol on purpose because you believed you were destined to be there? What inspired you? to resign from a job you had and apply. Right. So I will say from early on um, in my, you know, younger Regina days, I just always wanted to at least know that I had options. Growing up and the projects and going to, you know, interesting spaces in my daily activities, I realized I didn't necessarily think they were bad because I grew up in it. So how am I supposed to know it's bad? It was my normal. However, I knew that I always wanted choices. And so I pushed myself to always enter into rooms that were different from my norm. And so adventures, I'll call them, that I realized that not everybody looked like me, not everybody who looked like me, thought like me, or lived like me. And so because of that, I was able to be exposed to a whole different world. And each time I felt there was a level of discomfort because of people judging me or um, offering opinions on my socioeconomic background or my educational level of of my family members or anything like that. I just pushed myself to, to put, to put myself in a position where they couldn't talk that way to me. And I, and I feel bad about it. And so it kind of led through my educational journey and even my experiences in my career, because I just never wanted to feel that I was in a space where someone thought they were better than I was. And so that's what really propelled me, I guess, to this level, because even now in this role, when um, people who are not all happy, because, you know, we realize, I know you're sipping tea, but realize somebody's <laughs> cup of tea. And so mm-hmm. even when people want to make sure that they know, they well, when people want to make sure you know that you're not the flavor of the month, they will, you know, have conversations with you and that's fine. And so, even with all of their rhetoric or their opinions or their condescending remarks towards me, I'll say, um, I realized none of that stuff was affecting me because regardless of what you say, I'm still sitting at the table with you in the role that we share. So your journey might look different from mine, 
but we're still at the same turn, um, you know, at the same table. And so I've always found that to be like the drop the bump mic moment. And so mm-hmm. maybe I do live to be inspired by a drop the mic moment because when people don't expect you to rise above their own level of um, success or what they think you need to do, and they don't expect that because we subscribe to what we think they how they how they see us. Mm-hmm. So we do that so often that they don't expect us to go outside of who they think we are. Mm-hmm. And we don't um, like to see or go outside of who we believe we are because we we have bought into this whole concept that they're not going to like it, so they're going to try to work against me. People are always going to work against you because you're not everybody's cup of tea and your journey is not theirs and they're not always going to understand it. So you have to decide which voice you want to listen to the loudest. Who are you going to allow to resonate in your mind and occupy space the most? People who have met you at a particular point in your life or the you that has been with you since birth, the one person or or you being that individual who knows every pain, every painful moment, every sorrowful moment, every joyous moment, every challenging moment, every hurtful moment. Like you are the only one who can tell your journey and, and story. So if you allow your voice to be quieted, then that's your fault because you're allowing someone to have so much influence over you and they only know pieces of you. So how are you going to allow the person who only know pieces of you to dictate how you move? So absolutely, that's my journey. Well, as I said, it was a page turner down. Exactly. <laughs> and as you said, like we have to believe that we deserve at minimum the opportunity to simply just show up. So we have to walk in head high, shoulders back, just believe in that, as you have just said and has dem- have demonstrated. So as I previously mentioned, you believe this was your destiny. But how did you know being a state rep was it? You know, given your experience, you could have done a number of things. But what made you focus on this particular thing as your next point of destination? I will say I... Quite honestly, I didn't think, I, I didn't give energy to this title, to be honest. I am a person who, who likes to ask questions, and I want to know why, and then why not, or why should it be, or or why, but like, why moves me? That's, that's the power of why moves me. Mm-hmm. So when I'm always asking questions about, you know, the way systems work, the way government works, the way community works. And then I found myself asking people questions um, who weren't necessarily giving me that mind-blowing answer that was so complicated that it would make me want to just yearn more from that individual because I believe they were dropping so many jewels. I'm thinking this person talks like me, like she she's powerless like me and I don't, quite understand it because you're at this role and I need to know if you have this title of leadership, there's a responsibility that comes with that. And I am not one of those community workers who, who, who just took your answer because of your title. You need to give me evidence that you know what you're talking about. And if you are in a position of leadership and if you're not able to give me the answers that I'm seeking or at least direction of answers, well, then you cannot be my leader. And so 
I took the risk and say, I'm going to try to be my own leader in this, in this lane. Now, again, not knowing the outcome, because again, your, your point is I had no endorsements. I had no one really um, checking for me as people say. So it was really me betting on myself. It wasn't about people saying, Regina, I think you could do it. You're amazing. You can definitely win and you can do all of this great stuff. I didn't have a lot of that. I had some, but I didn't have a lot. But I had me. And because I deserve to live out my truth, being a believer and knowing that if we are, well, me, my, in my moral compass, if I'm, if I'm on the spiritual path that says that I am more than a conqueror and everything is possible, you know, and I can do it with the help and the guidance of my creator, well, then why not try? Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. I, I tried it. I'm like, you know what? I can't sit up here and put my spirituality in a box, like limited to other people. No, like I am designed to be, I'm I'm created in a unique way and I'm living and I'm designed to live on purpose. So let me live on purpose. Let me see where that leads me. And in my obedience, I would say, I was given the ingredients I needed to bake this pie, I call it. Mm. Um, And so that's what led me in this role I don't, it wasn't rocket science at all. It wasn't rocket science. It was me being obedient and me also understanding the importance of connecting with people. If you're in public service and if you don't know how to connect to the most common folks, I assure you this is not the space for you mm-hmm. because you're not, um, you could be more fulfilled when you're empowering others. If you are the only one who is staying at the table and you're not bringing in your people in your community along with you, if you're not seeing people show up in different ways of leadership because of your influence, you're not doing your job. And so I just wanted to see if I can do the job. (laughs) That was it. Well, and as they say, nothing beats a failure but a try. You tried Mm -hmm. it and boom, you know, just like David defeated Goliath, you defeated, my opinion, a giant political dynasty with slingshot of resources. You know, that consisted of uh, 35 Twitter followers, 566 likes on Facebook, and $9,757 in the bank. And I love what you said about connecting with people. In fact, uh, in a P- Billy Penn article, you were quoted as saying, I don't have a background in politics, but I do have a background in human connections and what you just said that's what to me connects people you know and that's a huge qualifier because again in my opinion the human connection is the missing link that widens the divide instead of bridging the gap between people and policies and politics and not just in Pennsylvania but across America so you know while some folks may consider your victory a fluke I believe like yourself and many others it wasn't a fluke it was fate as you just said, walking in purpose, because, you know, the people spoke. They spoke with a vote, and now you are at the table representing them. And with that being said, what advice would you give another woman who thinks her background or experience, pedigree, may be a disqualifier for her date with destiny? I will say, you know, my advice would be walk in who you believe you can be. Mm. in the highest of your thoughts. So if you 
whatever it is you see yourself as being, and I'm not, I'm not limiting this to titles, not at all, because titles mean nothing without character. Because you can have a title and still be considered an idiot. You can have a title and still be considered a fool. Mm-hmm. You can have a title and still be ignored and powerless. So I'm not speaking about titles. I'm speaking about character. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is you feed your character is what's going to illuminate and then propel you in different walks in your life. Now, it may lead to a particular title. It may lead to certain levels of power, but people connect to you because of your character. And then you evaluate who are the type of people do I have around me? Because that will inform you of the energy that you're putting out. It It will inform you of the type of person you become. Now, if you are liking the person you are, and if you're liking the people who are around you and their thought processes and their goals, well, then be okay with that. But if you at any point feel uncomfortable and discouraged, check your reasons why. Why am I in this space? Why am I around these people? Why do I have this thought process? And then why do I want to seek more or why am I not seeking enough? Mm-hmm. It's all it's all in you. Everything that you need is already in you. We just don't give enough time and energy to really tap in to the core of who we are in an authentic way because we allow other people's voices to speak louder and describe upon us on where we should put our energy. But no, there's nothing wrong with a quiet space. There's nothing wrong with you saying, you know what, I think I can. Because to your point earlier, here it is running, you know, in a historic seat and state house district, legislative district 185. But everything about my life journey and who I am, who I was, should have said, no, I should not be connected to this chair. I'm not from Pennsylvania. I didn't come from an affluent background. My parents were not college educated. I did not come from a place of influence. And my circle certainly wasn't a place of influence. We were all in the PJs. So when I look at where I started and then where I am now, I ask myself, how did I get there? And my answer is exactly what I just shared with you. This isn't rocket science, but be true to who you believe you can be. And again, it wasn't about me seeking title, but it was about me seeking answers for my life. Because as a mom, I need to be able to model for my kids what work looks like. What does perseverance look like? What does authenticity look like? So it was me about modeling mm-hmm. what I believe I, I needed to show my children, but also needed to show those drug dealers who were in my family or those people who felt like they weren't good enough to get out of their PJs and their stuff. No, no, no. You helped create this vessel right here. So my CT folks always ride with me because they're like, you are a product of us. I absolutely am. But the good thing is I'm a product of people who also all around the world who have that same thought process. So it's bigger than um, Philly and PA and Delco. This is about people because so far, so often people who are in particular communities think that they can't rise above a certain level. And I'm here to tell you, you absolutely can do whatever you put your mind to do. Well, the amen corner has spoken. (laughs) 
This has been such a wonderful and refreshing two sips of destiny. And thank you for pouring all those great sips and tips as our cup runneth over. I mean, what you just said is so powerful. We have to believe it. We're not a product of our environment. You know, we're not our past. And people try to hang it over your head. But that's like what you said earlier. Then you come back and you prove not just to them, but most importantly to yourself that whatever you set your mind to, what is it? Believe it and you can achieve it. And you have lived that. As I said, it's been a page turner and the chapter just getting started. That's the great part about this journey. The chapter is just getting started. I look forward to reading chapter after chapter. And I just want to thank you so very much and find out, well, who's ready to have a great date with destiny? Cause this was a fabulous time. And your date is simply waiting on you. It ain't no dress code. You can just show up, as Rep Young just said, as yourself. But remember, showing up ain't enough. We got to do something when we get there. Faith without works is dead. Calling those things that aren't as though they are also involves a call to action, not just for others, but for ourselves. Because what is it? Nelson Mandela said, it always seem impossible until it's done. So as you said, you overcame a lot of circumstances that on paper would have been a disqualifier. On paper, it just didn't add up. But boom, here you are doing it. And I just appreciate you for uh, sharing this time with our soul sippers over here. And I just want to Remind sisters to give yourself some grace and just know that you right on time. Those man-made deadlines for when you should have done this and that by now, they are canceled. You got to believe that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. That's why it seems harder. That's why I feel like you can't catch a break. Because the thing you're afraid of is actually scared of you. So don't give up. Remember, our purpose is birthed from pain. And that pain holds our power. So push and don't tap out, but let's tap in. Amen. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dale. Well, all hearts and mind clear. I mean, I feel good. What about you, Rep Young? I feel wonderful. Thank you again. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. And wait, hold on. Don't hang up. One last quick sip. I, I got to share this sip in full transparency. So funny story. We want to laugh about it about a few more years. We really want to have a great laugh about this. <laughs> so <laughs> Rep Young and I almost did one of those best podcast never heard episodes I've been telling y'all about because this episode is actually the third recording of Two Sips of Destiny. Because what had happened was the first two never recorded, although we thought we recorded them. Now, the first time, I didn't hit the record button. But the second time, I can't tell you what happened. But the first time, I was still on the phone with the rep, so I told her right away, and instantly, she gifted a girl grace. Told me to give myself some grace, and don't be all in my head, which I always do, because this means God got a plan. The next recording will be better. And it was. But it, too, didn't record. Now, needless to say, I was ill, just ill, sick to my stomach and I ain't even had a heart to call her and tell her that so I was just preparing not to do it at all and I was just gonna figure something out but then I found the courage and whoop here it is so 
I don't know who sip this is, but girl, go get your sippy cup. <laughs> get your sippy cup because you are on the brink of a breakthrough. This is the sign you didn't know you was looking for because everything and anything that could have blocked it tried to stop this episode. Did you hear me say we recorded it three times? Three times. Now, usually I don't repeat nothing like that. <laughs> I wouldn't tell that to nobody, not even my mama. But you know why I'm telling you? Because I've been where you're at. You heard my story, walking in the wrong direction, wearing somebody else's shoes for 30 years, looking for my destiny. And then there is the first African-American Pennsylvania state representative for the 185th district who decided to shoot her shot with a slingshot and won. So we understand what it's all about. We know how we get. When you get closer than you think you are, all kind of stuff will come out of the blue, yellow, and green to stop you. But God. So listen, I know you got your pinky toe in, but girl, it's time to take the plunge for purpose. This is your sign because this is your time to get out there and birth your purpose. This is your midwife speaking. Push when people are pulling you in the other direction. Push when things are pushing you down. Push because girl, you got next. We got you. God got us all. I promise. Whew. Well, sir. <laughs> Okay, who ready to run on and see what the end going to be? Rep, we appreciate you sharing your story. You have always been a beacon of inspiration for me. I have come to you in tears, doing the ugly cry. You could barely understand me, but then I said, but guess what? You drive them all with the same message you gave today, which is why I thank you for pushing through and sharing sips of your story with the ladies, because we have to encourage each other, because it's rough out there, but there is strength in numbers. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you again for the opportunity. This was great myself. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Well, ladies, thank you for another successful sip. And now it's time to make history. So show them what you're working with. And in the words of Cousin Zeus, let's get, 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 get it, because girl, you got it. And don't worry about time. In fact, take your time and remember. Life is sweeter in sips. Cheers.